0: to know that that he is always with us and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Even in what appears to be the worst of times in your life. Even when you find that the enemy has come against you like a flood. Even in those times, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And I am not surprised about what the enemy uh, attempted to do uh, just a few weeks ago because the enemy uh, knew that I was out of town and would not be back for a few days. And so he tried some of his, his, his uh, diversionary tactics. He tried some of his tactics of sabotage. But little did he know right. that we had everything covered even before I got in the car and went on down the highway. The psalm encourages us to hope and trust in God and again in his power and in his might. We can be still and know that God is God and we can apply that to our lives on a daily basis. Here is what happened here and the reason for the writing of this particular Psalm 46 the prospect of, of, of God's destroying Israel's enemies brought hope to the people of God. You know how it is when maybe you had a friend or a buddy when you were coming up, or perhaps a, a sibling, a brother or a sister or somebody that you could depend on, and you could just kind of do whatever you wanted to do and say anything you wanted to do any, to anybody in the neighborhood because you know you had that person backing you up. Remember I gave the analogy about that with Mama Bear? Uh-huh. And the cub was out there, just he was doing everything that he wanted to do and he was he was just wreaking havoc and everybody was trying to get him. But when they looked, they saw Mama Bear, Big Mama Bear, standing behind that little old cub. So the psalmist here, the writer is instructing God's people to be still and to cease from their fretting uh, uh, and their, 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 their anxieties. And, and, and again, he says, be still. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's an important thing for all of us. Yeah. I've noticed that I've found myself, even in those relaxing times when when. I've had a chance to relax or and I find myself doing this even at the dinner table at times and I've even observed other people doing that. They will just kind of, you ever seen people, you know, even when they're sitting and eating and and it's just kind of a reflex action where they're trying to relax and they're trying to rest and they're just kind of, I know somebody that's sound asleep in the bed, covers up over the head, in REM sleep, but yet that foot is still going. Hallelujah, so be still means to it means to relax But 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 that involves a great deal of patience for all of us So I want to tell you this morning that we need to stop being so uptight and anxious And trust God No matter what situations may be in your life so when we do finally relax, then you'll find that it'll be very beneficial to you. It will stop the ulcers, the migraine headaches, and every other thing that the enemy would try to send you away. So being still means to simply quiet down and, 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 and be patient and watch God solve the problem. So when you're still, you won't get caught up in in, in what situation looks like. You won't get caught up in what it looks like. So I'm here this morning and standing before you to tell you to don't limit God. Trust him and have confidence in him. Why do I say that? Because our God is real. He's in our midst right here, right now he cares about you he cares about me he cares about all of us and he is going to see us through so all of that we can be still that same psalm here in in verse 10 of 46 in the message bible says step out of the traffic Take a long loving look at me. Your high God, above politics and above everything. I got to say that to you again. So so God says in the message, he says, "Step out." Step out of the traffic. Take a long loving look at me. Your high God. I'm above the politics. I'm above all of the cares in this world. For I am above everything. The way to know God is to be still, and the way to be still is to know God, people of God. We continuously cram our lives full of stuff in the cares of this world. But I want you to know that the cares of this world are not conducive to having a relationship with God. I talk to people all of the time and say, hey, well, you know, do, you know Wednesday Bible study, we've got, you know, we've got prayer on Mondays, we have Wednesday Bible study, we have Sunday service, we have all of these things. Yeah, well, you know, you really needed to get, I'll be all right once I get myself together, but right now, I'm busy. Busy means a code word for, for just having your life crammed full of stuff that will stunt your relationship and your growth in God. Stuff limits what God wants to do in your life. Slides. Hallelujah. Uh, one of the members of my uh, Marine Corps detachment, our our, our past commandant. Sent me something just about a year. Well, actually, it was on the fifth of August of two thousand and sixteen, and he sent me an email, and there were some illustrations in the email, and I looked at it, and it was just so, so moving to me, and I'm going to share that with you this morning. And in fact, I, I I sent back to him, and I said, I said, Bob. Uh, uh, I want your permission so that I can use these illustrations at some point you know in church because I think it's something that will really uh, cause our minds cause us to think what do you see before you right now don't give me an answer but what do you see before you it's very interesting very, very interesting. Hallelujah. <laughs> give you a minute just to digest that. What do you see? Black dot. It's a black dot. Here it is. One day, a professor entered the classroom. And this professor asked his students to prepare uh, for a surprise test. Anybody ever been there, done that in the classroom? Yeah. So all of the students in this classroom, they, they waited anxiously at their desk for the exam to begin. Hallelujah. So the professor took the test and He went to each student and he handed out the exam with the text, with the test facing down, as usual. So once he handed out all of the tests, he asked the students to turn their papers over. So they took their papers and they were face down and they turned them over. Just like that. But to everyone's surprise, there were no questions. There was just a, as we saw earlier, a black dot in the center of the sheet of paper. So the professor looked around the room, and he looked from left to right. He looked from front to back, and from back to front. And so he saw the expressions on everyone's faces. then he began to allay their fears by telling them the following thing. He said to them, I want each of you students to write what you see there. And of course, the students were, they were confused. But they began to, to get started on this inexplicable task that was given to them. hallelujah and at the end of the class the professor took all of the exams and he started reading each one of them out loud in front of all of the students and as he looked at each test all of them with no exception defined the black dot And they were trying to explain the position of the black dot in the center of that sheet of paper. So after all of the, the, the exams had been read, and, 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 and the professor looked at them, and the classroom was really silent, just like you are right now. And the professor, he started to explain to them he said to them he said i'm not going to grade you on this examination i just wanted to give you something to think about and this is what he said he said nobody wrote about the white part of the paper nobody Everybody just focused on the black dot. And as I thought about that, do you know what? That same thing happens in our lives. But you see, all of us, at some point or another, we insist on focusing only on the dark spot, on the black dot of our lives. Let me explain that to you. Those dark spots, those black spots, they can be health issues. They can be uh, issues that bother us, whether it's the lack of money and the complicated relationships that we have uh, in our family units. Uh, It could be uh, situations on your job. It could be situations in your community. It could be disappointments and hurts that you've felt in your life. It could even be disappointments and hurts and things that you've you've experienced here in the church. But you know what? All of us focus on those dark spots, on those black spots. But those dark spots are very small when they're compared to everything else that we have in our lives, people of God. But it's those dark spots. It's those black spots. Those are the things that tend to pollute everybody's mind. Mm. Yeah. So I want to say to you this morning, people of God, take your eyes away from the black dots in your life. Enjoy each one of your blessings that God has given to you. We like to quote the scripture from Psalms and say, this is the, the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. But do you really mean it? Are you really willing to rejoice and be glad in the Lord? Enjoy each one of your blessings. Enjoy each moment that our Heavenly Father God has given to each of us. And most of all, we heard about love this morning, and I'm going to say that to you again. Be happy and live a life that is filled with love. We have this white piece of paper here to 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 observe and to enjoy. And to enjoy. But again, we always focus on the dark spots. I want you to realize today that our lives are a gift from God, a gift from God, and he's given that, given that to us with love and with care because he loves us, and we will always have reasons to celebrate. We didn't run those pictures. They're beautiful graphics and slides of birds, but that's okay that we're focusing here. So again, what do you see? Do you see a black dot, a a dark spot on that sheet of paper? Or do you see all of the white surface around it? Life is about perception, people of God. Numbers chapter 13, it tells us that the children of Israel when they sent out the 12 spies Uh, to go into the promised land, to spy out the land. Ten of them came back with an evil report, but two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, well, yeah, there are giants in the land, but we are well able to conquer and to overtake them. Life is about perception. That sheet of paper with that dark spot on it is about perception for you. What do you read? What do you see? I once read an article and and, and 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 it said it takes 60 trillion droplets of fog to cover seven city blocks. Now imagine this: 60 trillion. That means 60, the number 60, with 12 zeros after it is 60 trillion droplets. Now Sixty trillion droplets of water is equal enough to make seven blocks of fog. Seven blocks of fog can can close down an airport. In fact, uh, one of the kids, they were in, out in the the West, I'm not going to call the name of the place um, that they were in, And because the weather was so bad here, their flight continuously uh, was delayed coming back from out west, coming back here. And what originally was supposed to be their flight in the morning at 10 in the morning ultimately uh, did not get them back because of delays, did not get them back to uh, Philadelphia airport until 1030 that night. So fog can close down airports and tie up cities. The enemy can send a fog to your mind and close you down spiritually and cause the things of God to be limited in your life. But yet, if you considered those 60 trillion fog droplets, and if you were to condense those, you would end up with only a half a glass of water. Is a half a glass of water enough to limit what God wants to do in your life? Well, hallelujah. I'm talking about these 60 trillion uh, droplets of fog because that's a good picture of what worry is all about. Equate that. 60 trillion droplets of water an illustration of what worry is all about and say you 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 always begin with something that's little only that half glass of water but then you start thinking about that thing and you start wrestling with that thing and you start wondering how in the world is this ever going to work out for me sitting in the hospital, and the enemy's got you tied up, and he's just bombarding you with all kinds of negativity and say, you know, this might be the end of the road for you. So you're wrestling, and you're, you're, you're wondering, and, 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 and you're, you're thinking about, well, how in the world am I going to do that? And then before you know it, you, before long, you can't see straight and your airport, in effect, gets shut down. And you're not hearing from the Lord and you're not soaring with the Lord as you you once did because you're just all fogged in, surrounded with fog and smog and all of those other things. But Jesus said this. He said, don't take any anxious thought whatsoever Be anxious for nothing. Don't let worry strangle you, people of God. Don't end up in a fog. Don't end up in a fog. End up, if you end up in a spiritual fog, you limit what God wants to do in your life. And I want to tell you this nothing dampens a person's spirit and kills his testimony as much as the cares of this world. When you are hung up on all of the cares and the pressures of daily life, that will kill your spirit, dampen your testimony. So, that black dot that we saw in the pictures of those beautiful birds, did we see the pictures of beautiful birds? They're significant to all of us. Each one of them is. Look at them and I want you to study them and use your eyes and I want you to learn thoroughly that, uh, learn about what you see around you. Birds are beautiful, aren't they? Creatures. The providence of God takes care of all of those birds, each one of them. Mm. But I want you to know today that God likewise will take care of every one of you if you really trust him. Every one of you that's here today and under the sound of my voice is better than those birds, as beautiful as they may be. Why? Because we are higher beings. We are much higher. We're on a higher level of creation than animals are. Every believer is a child of God, and God is the creator of those birds that you just saw. But he is the father of all believers. You think about that? Mm-hmm. Every one of us is an heir of God, and we are to receive all of God's promises in our lives. Don't limit God, people of God. God knows your needs. In fact, in Psalm chapter 50, verse 11, in Job chapter 38, verse 41, in Psalm 147 and 9, this is what he said. He says, I know all the fowls of the mountains, God says. You may remember this scripture from Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through verse 31. And this is what it says. A sparrow shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore... You are of more value than many sparrows. That will tell you how precious you are to God. No matter what you're going through in your life right now. No matter who's sitting on your shoulder and speaking into your ear. Hear me well. You are of more value than many sparrows. Yes, God knows every fowl on the earth. He knows how many there are. He knows their size. And you know what? He feeds and shelters all of them. Oh, we be to God. But much more than that, God knows each and every believer on this earth. Even down to the most minute details of their lives. All of that being said, therefore, then none of us should ever fear. He are more valued than many sparrows. So as an heir of God, you can rest assured that God will feed you and shelter you. God won't starve you. That's the enemy's job. That's his assignment. To tell you that God doesn't care about you. If he cared about you, you wouldn't be feeling the way you're feeling. You wouldn't be in this situation you're in right now. But God cares so much for you, people of God. Why? Because you are an heir of God. You're a part of the family. You're an heir. It's good to know that you are an heir and that you have an inheritance that is waiting for you. But it's simply our job to just seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then be still and know that God is God, people of God. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green. Can you see that far? Yeah. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So this tells me, and I see so many wonderful, I see four distinct promises here in these verses. All right. If you trust in the Lord you're gonna be blessed. All right. If you trust in the Lord and if you hope in the Lord, your hope will be rewarded. If you trust in the Lord, you're gonna be nourished by God and you will be firmly rooted in eternal life. All right. If you trust in the Lord, you're gonna be like a tree planted by the water that grows deep roots. And because you are trusting in the Lord and you have been planted by the water and you have now deep roots, you will be enabled to stand against any storm that would ever sweep across the land. I don't care how bad that fog may be. If your roots are deep, if your faith in the Lord is strong, you'll make it. People who trust the Lord, They will not fear when the blazing trials of life come at them, but instead they will conquer them all. You'll find that in verse 8. They'll be like a towering tree by the water that has green leaves, even when the heat of the sun scorches the earth. Because you have deep roots in the ground, you have deep roots in the Lord. And one final point here I see in verse eight, it says that people that trust in the Lord, they will never fail to produce fruit because they will be like that tree by the water that always has the nourishment it needs to produce fruit. Watch this, even in drought, even when it appears that you are in that desert place, even when you are in that wilderness place, When it feels like you're dry and and you've been forsaken, you will not be, you will continue to produce fruit if you trust in the Lord. People who place their trust in the Lord will be able to withstand every trial that the enemy would send their way, including temptations, hardships, and misfortunes of life. And they'll be victorious and know the peace, the security, and the protection of God you want to experience the fullness of life, people of God, then don't limit God. You want to be blessed in your life, then don't limit God. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the app store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.